those nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app, and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the pickup app today. That's PKUP, and wake up worry-free. Hi, I'm Macaulay Jones. Dick Johnson from DJ Art, and you're on Inside Supercar. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this show, we consider how Jamie Wincup's focus on his performance was misinterpreted by many outside the inner sanctum of supercars. Sad me in the sense of the fans. Look, I know that they're loyal, they're, they're very proud and, and they're very aligned with personality. He didn't go car racing to be famous, he went car racing to drive race cars. We hear from some of his closest peers and partners, Roland Dane, Craig Lowndes, Mark Dutton and David Couchy. You know, he, he does all his talking on, on the race circuit. One of the disappointing aspects of Win Cup's career is that instead of celebrating success, some motorsport spectators became hostile towards him, famously booing the champion after he won major events. Roland Dane provided his perspective on that part of Jamie's career and the Australian way. Whenever I'm shooting the breeze with, <laughs> um, with my peer group and my friends, etc. in in Europe, uh, and they inevitably say, well, what are the best best and worst things about being in Australia compared with being in, in the UK, for instance? And uh, yeah, there's clearly the weather, friendliness of uh, most people and the sort of attitude to life in Australia, which can be so positive. Um, and then you got the negatives and I always say, well, number one is speed limits. Um, number two is bureaucracy and um, nanny state approach. Uh, and, and number three is tall poppy syndrome. And uh, Jamie has suffered from a lot of ignorant people uh, giving him a hard time over many years because of his success. And uh, unfortunately, I see that yeah, reflected uh, many times in Australian sport. Uh, the, the good thing is, though, that normally the passage of time uh, deals with that. And I think that Jamie will be uh, respected as he deserves by almost everyone um, in the fullness of time. But in the short term, the, there are people who, who resent his success for whatever reason, um, which is a shame, but uh, it's amplified these days by social media uh, in, in a way which I think a lot of us have come to realise that undermines the meaning of social media, it becomes unsocial media and um, quite repulsive at times. So Jamie's been exposed to that in a way which some of his predecessors haven't been. Uh, but in the fullness of time, the, the respect will be there from, I would, I would suggest, pretty much everyone who's, who's ever followed the sport, let alone been involved in it, 
um, and deservingly so. Craig Lowndes remember these situations clearly. Oh yeah, absolutely. And 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 sometimes not only Jamie, there was other drivers that that, that got that treatment. And 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 it saddened me in the sense of the fans. Look, I know that they're loyal. They're they're very proud and and they're very. Um, aligned with with personalities uh, but at the same time it, it's motor racing and we've got to celebrate whether it's a Ford or a Holden or whether it's a James Courtney or a Jamie Wincup um, so for me that was always a little bit of a sad moment because of people's just emotions probably take over and and, and I felt for Jamie because you know he puts his heart and soul into what he had done and winning races is something that we'd all strive for I think that. Because of his personality, again, the Mark Scaves, I'd even say the Marcus Ambrose, um, they sort of weren't really fan favourites because of just the way they, they, or their attitude and the way they approached the race weekends. And it's, it's, it's a shame because their fans are less not seeing the the results of what, you know, this you know person, Jamie, had created or achieved. They're just sort of seeing him as a personality. And, and really, as you said, it didn't really matter to the fans where you finish, it was just the personalities that they'd, they'd wanted to connect with. Lowndes said being the most popular driver of the modern era made the relationship with the fans more difficult. It was hard for Jamie because, I suppose, of our popularity, but the same token, it's uh, just trying to think of a, a, a analogy, probably Senna and Prost in, 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 in the same team of Formula One. Like it's When you've got, you know, in a sense, two heavyweights, um, but then we've got two different personalities. It always is a difference. So it, it's uh, for Jamie, although his results will always stand up and be shown and, and in history of, of how many championships he's won and races and everything else. But, but yeah, the, 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 he wasn't one of the popular drivers in, in public eye. But that's just, you know, again, that's just unfortunately the way that his personality is. David Couchy noted that the negative opinions and conduct of fans never impacted on Jamie's behaviour around the team in all the time i've known jamie i've never seen any you know big you know flashy sort of statements or articles or anything like that and um you know he absolutely lets yeah does all his talking on on the race circuit and and i think that's a really that's something that i'm you know really sort of um love about about his personality um you know i think talks talks cheap um in any sport uh, and certainly in motorsport um and what actually matters is, is what you do on track and the results you get and that's probably why you know i mean there's no question he's 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 the, he's the greatest and he's been he's managed to consistently perform uh, an unbelievably high level for a, for a very long period of time. And, and, and that's what is, is very, very hard to do. You know, um, it's hard enough to win uh, one championship. Um, You know, very few can back up and win two, Um, you know, to win, to win seven um, is, you know, almost unbelievable. But, and, and, and the other thing I think that, you can't sort of uh, brush over is the fact that uh, if he if he hasn't won the championship, he's pretty much been second, um, you know, every other year. So, you know, he he just really hasn't had ha- hasn't had a bad year, um, and I think that's that's a, a, a you know that's why he's you know without question uh, one of the greatest of all time. Tim Miles employed Jamie at Tasman Motorsport, then later became co-owner at Triple Eight. He said the public didn't understand Jamie's focus. 
He's a very genuine character. He, he didn't go car racing to be famous. He went car racing to drive race cars, and, and he's still the same, and, and he, he realises the obligation that, that you have as a sports startup to be accessible to the public, etc. But he goes racing to race cars, and, and so he, he sort of doesn't pretend to be anything else, and I think that's part of where the detractors come from that you mentioned. Um but he's a very, very, very genuine person. Scott Gullen provided his observations on how he focused on the now, even from a young age. He had this uh, attitude of how to win and he wanted to win and he wanted to be perfect at what he did. And he only ever looked at, so you mentioned go-karts, so all right, I'm going to be the best go-karter, but he never thought of Formula Ford and then that was the logical step. And then it was, all right, I'm going to be the best Formula Ford driver. And then, he, he never, he always focused on what was in front of him rather than the big picture, which I found fascinating. And then supercars was the logical next step. And then he went about trying to be the best at that. But you, you're so right. I think his, his attitude and his principles were set very, very early. And it was clear he wanted to be, he was a racer by blood and he wanted to be a racer. And that's all he wanted to do. And he wanted to be the best he could. And his approach to racing also heightened the difference between the two men. Yeah, I suppose it's just one of those things for me. I've just always enjoyed the sport. Um, I've, as I said, I've always just tried to be me in the sense of, uh, you know, the understanding also that the sport has to have fans, and and uh, that for me was always very important to share their stories and and share time with them. No different to what Peter Brock did, and I think that Peter and I were very similar in our mannerisms and the way that we operate as as personalities. I. I take a lot of energy out of out of fans and talking to fans, and I think that you know again, if you look back through my career, uh, any time it was going bad in the sense of inside the race car or our performance was bad, I'd always go out and talk to fans because it it, it made me happy. So for Jamie, that would be the opposite. If if things were going bad, he would basically retreat and you know look at data and not want to do anything sponsor-related, anything, just so he could focus on how to turn things around. So, yeah, we were very, as I said, chalk and cheese. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it worked for both of us. I think I've seen a bit of a change in Jamie, you know, especially in his last year now, that since he's made his announcement to, to retire or step down as a full-time driver, he's now become relaxed. Um, he's, I think, enjoying the racing. It's almost gone full circle for him. Uh, so there's a little bit of a difference, um, but the same token, as I said, uh, you know, I've always just enjoyed it. He has, you know, I've got to say, Jamie's been a thorn in my side for probably seven, eight years because I think I finished second to him about that many times. So, um, you know, he, he's a champion in his own right. We've gone head to head, uh, you know, for championships. And um, so it's it, the beauty about it, though, is it just has worked for the team. So that, that's the, the ultimate thing is it's been a, it's been a huge team effort. There was often speculation about Wincup's future, with rumours in the press that he was looking to head overseas. But Roland never once gave them any credence. Um, I was 95% sure that Jamie wasn't going to go anywhere outside Australia. He's, um, yeah, he's not somebody who upsticks and moves very easily. And we have teased him for years here about, you know, when he lived in Sanctuary Cove about not wanting to go out of Sanctuary Cove. So now he lives in Brisbane. So, you know, he's ventured north a few kilometres. Uh, but I've, I've never thought Jamie would end up 
overseas. I just uh, didn't think that that's what he ever really wanted to do. Jamie was able to change the way Roland looked at racing drivers and how he approached the driving process. Giving the drivers the, the right lead up to events, um, having the organisation of the events themselves structured around what's best for the driver to give the best performance in the car, um, what they have to do at various times, what they eat, um, and uh, and then the the environment of the car itself. Uh, and uh, for instance, the yeah, Jamie um, Jamie couldn't operate. Uh, as well without a an efficient cool suit system as Craig could. Uh, so, But when it was clear that we were going to get a better performance from Jamie, if we came up with a, um, a better cool suit design, um, we became the first people to, to develop the sort of cool suit that you've seen in use over the last decade or so in supercars that, dry ice total loss system, um, which, if you remember, a decade or more ago, people just had eskies in there with lumps of lumps of ice in uh, that sometimes worked, sometimes didn't, and et cetera. And so the whole category has cottoned on to the fact that um, you can actually improve the driver's environment a lot with, um, with uh, great cool suit technology. So... Yeah, those are areas where where Jamie's had a a major influence. So what are the traits of a GOAT? Mark Dutton explains. The ability to win um, starts with the competitiveness and the desire to win. He he wants to win. He believes he can win. um, And he does it in a measured way. So um, it's very, very rare that Jamie gets a a 50-50 passing move wrong. Um, Yeah, he's he's very... very accurate with what he does, um, whether it's setting up the car, whether it's the um, the you know the ergonomics of the car, he's, he's, he's very particular with as well. So, I think that that helps massively. Um, it means he, he's keeping that cool head. He's making good decisions in the car. He's uh, he's putting the effort in. It's it's one of those things that you know. Here's one for the for the viewers at home to check out. Look at the drivers getting out of the car after the race. A really good one example of it is Townsville this year when um, when Jamie and Shane came came one two at the first weekend, and they they they, they drove away from the field. They almost lapped the whole field, and and uh, and you could see other drivers and even some other drivers made comment. Oh, geez, those boys are doing it easy. Their cars are are so good. But if you look at up and down pit lane when the drivers got out, which drivers were the were the were the most wrecked, were the tiredest, had, 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 yeah. And it was Jamie and Shane, and it's not because they're lacking fitness. Quite the opposite. They're super fit. And they, every single lap was full focus and full attention. And they weren't all quality laps. That's, yeah, that's risk for reward is not needed. But they were at such a high level of, of concentration and performance that's why they drove away from the field. And the other drivers who actually got out looking fresh were, were not putting in the effort. So effort in equals results out. And, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not singling anyone out apart from our guys, but I, I think it's a really interesting thing to, to look when the drivers get out and the ones who are fresh as a daisy 
and going as fast. Yeah, are they related? I think so. So, I mean, the fact that Jamie uh, has always has always given a hundred percent in and out of the car. That's that's what makes him a champion. That's what champions do: is you don't give up, and yeah, you know, it do- doesn't matter. You don't not giving up doesn't mean you're throwing haymakers to try and do um, yeah a pass at the end of the race for first. That's not on. That's 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 different. That's not not giving up. Not giving up is putting in full concentration, maximum effort the whole way through, even when you're hurting, even when you're tired, um, and then improving next time so you're less tired, less fatigued, so you can do an even uh, better job. So for me, that's that's a thing that uh, has, has set Jamie apart. And, and Shane, these days, uh, you can see he, he, he does that uh, amazingly well also. Here's Roland Dane. When you had a driver like Craig who's to be honest, just ready to roll with whatever turns up on the day. If you tell him the car's left-hand drive, he'll just say, no problem, get in and drive it. Craig said nothing went unnoticed by Jamie. Any time there is a small change, whether it's even a button on the steering wheel, he'll have to sit there and analyse it for half a day to to make sure he memorises where it's at and what's going on. And for me, it's just been, yeah, I'll just adapt to it. Like, I've always adapted to things throughout my career. So, yeah, the, Jamie and I definitely work as uh, complete differences in that regard. And as I said, he's, he reminds me a lot of the Mark Scaife of, of what, you know, when, I, when we were teammates. Roland Dane says that Jamie changed the way the team went racing. And as an engineering company, they were always looking to find the next edge over the competition. So he made us as a, as a business and as a team focus much more on... Uh, what was good for the driver and uh, of course because he produced results to back that up when we did um, uh, the right thing in his eyes and and change our focus then because he delivered the results then yeah we all bought into it if he hadn't then we wouldn't have done. Jamie was able to change the way Roland looked at racing drivers and how he approached the driving process sort of my instincts as it were probably a little bit more along the lines of the old days of um you know drivers were light bulbs and you plug them in and plug take them out uh and that's developed a lot over the the last 15 15 plus years to providing the drivers with the best possible environment uh in which to to apply their trade uh, so Jamie's been a massive, uh, massive part of that. Craig Lowndes. He's OCD. Um, there's no doubt about the, you know, he's, he's routine driven, but he's also OCD. So as I said, like he has to wear in his boots, his race boots at the start of the year, because that's just for him it works. Um, he's the only driver in pit lane that puts basically those bootettes, I suppose you can call them, on on every time he gets in or out of the car. Um, because again, for him, it, that's just a routine and, and something that works for him. Uh, so yeah, for me, I think that that OCD works as you know very well for him because you know he's very, as I said very methodical. Uh, he's very um, driven by data and and, uh, and knowing what, what you know what he's got is the best he can be. Jamie Wincombe's focus and dedication to his craft has enabled him to elevate himself above the ordinary and into the elite of Australian motorsport. And he'll be a person that others will say. I saw the time that Jamie did.
This is the real legacy of Jamie Winkup. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.